Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everyone, and thank you, as always, for joining us, and thank you to the international media that are also with us. Without any further ado, I'm going to turn things over to the Executive Vice President of Talent Live Events and Creative, Paul Levesque. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for being here today. Um, you know, this is a, an exciting event for NXT, NXT 25. It's hard to believe uh, for me that it's we're already at that number. Um, it's... Uh, it's, it's been uh, fast in some ways and seems long in others, but it's been, been a heck of a ride, and uh, I look forward to making this one even more memorable than the others. Um, you know, s- since the very beginning, this, this brand has kind of set a template for in-ring action, and I think this will be no different, and it's great to be able to come here for the first time to, uh, to our backyard right here in uh, Connecticut, uh, which is something I've wanted to do for a while, and the timing worked out right with some shifting of other events um we had to move a date and move some times and it worked out great that we were able to get uh webster bank arena here in bridgeport um and uh and get be able to bring an event uh an nxt event here to connecticut so excited about that this should be a spectacular card um as we always try to do but you know the the things that i'm i'm really looking forward to the the Shayna Baszler Io Shirai match for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, and, uh, two, two, you know, you always hear the thing that styles make fights, but two completely different styles. Two of the absolute best in the world, and um, I, I can I can see this being uh, being one to top. And then of course Johnny Gargano defending the NXT Championship against Adam Cole. Uh, if it's anything like the first one, which is and just an incredible match. Uh, this, if this is anything like that, this should we're in for a treat. So um, it should be a heck of a night. But with that, I will open it up to questions to everybody online. Hey guys, Thank here's you. your role. One, one question and one follow-up, please. Okay. And our first question comes from Brian Fritz with Sporting News. Please go ahead. Hey, hey Paul. So, um, 
takeover events are always a big deal for yourself and for the brand, but how does this one feel going into it since it's not on the same weekend as a major WWE show? Does it feel any different? Uh, it, feel, it feels a little bit different. Uh, I know for me, because it's slightly less busy, um, it just you know, not that it's ever quiet around here, but uh, just given the fact that we're not ramping up uh, for back-to-back multiple events and, and trying to to keep all that square, um, just having the one standalone event, plus it's uh, right down the street, so it's kind of nice. Um, so it's it's a little bit less um, for me in that, from that standpoint. I don't think for the talent it's anything less of anything. I think that they are... Uh, extremely excited. I think they're extremely excited to be here in Connecticut. And, you know, the the one thing about NXT, the takeovers in general, uh, but the brand in general, these are all talent that are young, hungry, and and ready to prove something, whether it's ready to prove something to the world um, of where they they fit kind of in the, the overall landscape or whether it's reestablishing themselves, like in the case of Tyler Breeze and and uh, coming back, you know, to NXT and and looking to really stamp himself back into the mix, um, you know, that they're all here to prove a point, and um, this will be no different. I think we will uh, we will show the world once again who NXT is. Speaking of Tyler, I, I know that you've talked about talent moving back and forth between the brands before, but when it comes to uh, Tyler's situation, how, how would you categorize him? Is he now a regular member of the NXT roster, or is he simply here for this show and for the buildup to it? Or how, how would you state where, where he stands right now between the brands? No, you know, for me, I, Tyler Breeze is in NXT right now. Um, I'm thrilled to have him here. I think he's one of the greatest talents out there and um thrilled to have him back and you know look um in some way they've they've talked about it in the show but the the sort of velveteen dream being the today version of tyler breeze uh you know just a different version of that in in a way that this match to me is the one that has the all the markings of being the sleeper that could steal the show because it's it because of the styles, because of who they are, because of the characters of both guys, I think that they have a, a, an opportunity to tell a story um, in a very unique way. And um, like I said, they, they both want to prove something here. So uh, this should be interesting. And our next question comes from Mike Johnson with PWInsiders.com. Please go ahead. Hey, Mike. Two's not bad. Mike. All right. Well, hey, I, I, there you guys are. There you go. Hello. How are you? Hey, Paul. How are you? I'm good. I'm good Apparently, Mike. you can hear me now. Um, yes. Would this be? Thank you. Um, with 25 uh, takeovers as of this weekend, what do you think has been the biggest learning curve for yourself and for the team that you built to put these shows together? When you look back at NXT Arrival to now, what were the biggest lessons that were learned and what do you think looking back were the biggest milestones in terms of developing the brand and in terms of making this a standalone brand versus just developmental? Yeah, I think that if you said to me, what is the biggest learning curve? It's, it's, um, I think as you start something, how do you make it have its own identity in and of itself, not be 
something else, not be uh, a, a version of something, not be um, similar, you know, ha have it be sort of standalone. And, and even during the process, trying to adapt talent to all different, not only styles in ring, but of presentation and everything else with, without coming across as more of the same, you know? Um, that's been the learning curve for me, and it's been uh, also a unique experience for me um, to learn to learn from so many of these uh, men and women as they've come in through the system from all various walks of life. It's it's not about um, you know it, it's it's not about them all coming from the same place, having the same journey through independent wrestling or. Um, through coming in from another company, it's they, they've all had a different journey and a different story. Some have been long and, and been through the independence, but even for them, they've all been different. You know, there's there's been talent that have mostly been focused in, and sat overseas. There's been talent that have been all through the U.S. Then we have a lot of talent now that really didn't have that experience. A lot of talent now coming in the door that come from something totally different um, and and they're, they either grew up loving WWE and wanting to be a part of it, or for some, it was uh, something that they learned to love. And it's one of the things that's it's frustrating for me sometimes because I see talent come in that maybe it wasn't their first passion. Um, they enjoyed it or whatever. But then then when they come in and they start to do it, boy, they get the bug and they become one of the most passionate people you have. And they're so immersed. And sometimes it's hard um, for fans to give them that credit and that leeway for being as invested in it as anybody else is um, because maybe they didn't start out that way or because they came in from someplace else. Um, and it's difficult to, to watch them struggle with that sometimes. But for me, the learning curve has been having that unique perspective from all of them. I feel like it's made me learn a lot in, in you know, guys coming in from the NFL, uh, women coming in from uh, various sports, wh whether that be soccer or gymnastics or, um, you know, even, even with MMA backgrounds and, and just different perspectives of everything that then shape how you see what we do. Um, that has been unique. And it's been, to be honest, it's been inspiring to me and it's been um, uh, very meaningful for me. And it's, it's one of my favorite parts about this. I, I say it a lot that anytime I get to go to the performance center and be around that varied level of athletes, all so driven and focused, it's hard not to come out of there it's like a shot of adrenaline. You just, um, you come out of there energized and focused and inspired. It's, it's awe inspiring. All right. Um, quick question about the NXT tag titles, obviously ladder match this weekend. I don't think anybody's going to complain about a ladder match with the level of talent that's in there, but t talk us through the decision-making process of having the Viking Raiders vacate the belts as opposed to building up to a match where they do the honors for somebody else. Yeah, so, you know, look, it's, it's always a mix with the story of um, how you want to build to something like that, knowing that they were going to get you being being used on, on Raw and SmackDown, knowing that it had sort of already taken place. Do you want to 
put them into something and try to build a big storyline and, and try to negate the fact that, well, you know, they're in some ways they're gone. Right. Um, or do you vacate and try to let teams come up and, and fight amongst themselves to do it? There's always a, a mix of, of how you want to get there with those things. Um, you know, hopefully you make the right call and, and you make it as entertaining as possible. Like you said, where I think I netted out was, I don't think anybody's going to complain about a ladder match with this level of talent. You know, um, I'm excited to see it. And I, I think you could look at everybody that's in there and make an argument uh, from, you know, Danny and Oni as the underdog team all the way through that you could make an argument of who should take those titles. And it would be hard to, you know, uh, it would be hard to argue with. So I'm excited to see it. You can't call it. And our next question is from Jason Powell with ProWrestling.net. Please go ahead. Good morning, Paul. Um, there was hey, Jason. a time when you told us that you wanted there to be a six-month creative plan for NXT talent that was called up to the main roster, and it doesn't seem like that's happened in a number of cases lately. Has something changed, or is this just something that's, quite frankly, out of your control? No, I think uh, need necessity. Would I like there to be that? There's a lot of things I'd like there to be, but it doesn't always mean that they happen. Um, yeah, that, that that is the goal is to have, you know, a long-term plan of, of a build of somebody coming in. There's, I can tell you that there are those now um, that, that we're looking at to uh, six months and, and even some that are a year out and what the plan is. Will that plan change and morph? Absolutely. But then there's also the need, you know, given um, injuries, given shifts, given something doesn't work the way you expect it to, or, you know, for raw SmackDown and their, their need or the desire to say, Hey, we need this. And this is a good time to do this. And and um, and then when that happens, I'm excited for them, for the talent to have that opportunity, you know, to have that opportunity to uh, to go to Raw to SmackDown to grow in a different way, do something more. Um, and 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 however that goes, you know, I it's a part of the process of uh, you know, I think no different than any other sporting team, you know, talent in the in baseball get called when the need arises and are there plans to maybe sit somebody here for a year and then move them to here? Yes. But, but then the plan changes and, and things arise. So with us, uh, the situation creatively, if it demands or, or has the need for somebody to get called up, then that's where we go. Also, you took some jabs at AEW at the hall of fame. They fired back on their show. NXT has been pretty straightforward when it comes to avoiding things like that. Could that change, though? And do you feel like back-and-forth jabs are good for business on both ends? Uh, you know, look, Hall of Fame, uh, to me, there was there were a moment, you know, when Billy's there, it's, it's, there's kind of sort of this moment where if you don't sort of say there's an elephant in the room, everybody sort of goes, why come they didn't mention the elephant in the room? Um, it was nothing more than that. You know, and, and and to be honest with DX, if you don't do that, then we're sort of kind of not doing what we do. And tr- trust me, a lot of that also was not necessarily laid out and planned and uh, things kind of just went along. So um, what they are, uh, you know, for me, I, I, I don't really even think about it, to be honest. For me, uh, when it comes to this takeover, I just want to put out the best product possible. 
I'm not focused on anybody else. I'm not thinking about anybody else's creative or what they said or didn't say or anything else. To me, I'm focused on, you know, this this Saturday at TakeOver 25, I'm focused on this Saturday, TakeOver 25, and the brand and making everybody bigger stars coming out of it, putting on the best show we possibly can for fans and uh, and continuing to grow the brand. And our next question comes from Dave Meltzer with Wrestling Observer. Please go ahead. Yeah, Paul. How are you doing? Hey, Dave. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Y'all, y'all, y'all healed up now? Not 100%, but enough that I can work with it. So I'm all right. right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Good to hear. Yeah. So with Tyler Breeze coming in, you know, um, so I'm kind of, it's kind of a theoretical question. Um, if like I, I, there's a lot of names and just two that pop into my head are like Chad Gable and Luke Harper, who I haven't seen on television in a while, and they're very talented guys. I mean, could there be an idea of bringing those type of guys to NXT to just get them reps and and help you know the product because they're so talented and help with younger guys because they you know Harper's got a lot of experience and Gable's got a decent amount of experience. Or do you have a feeling that you don't want to overload with guys? Because there's a part of me that goes like, yeah, you don't want to have uh, a takeover filled with guys that were, were on the main roster. Maybe one is good, but two, maybe one too many. I, so what's kind of like your theory on that? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a feel. Even just how you're talking about it, right? Like, yeah, there's somebody that's talented, and, and at the moment they're at creatively um, – they're in a holding pattern or, you know, not everybody's always going to be on the ascent of a giant push or whatever, you know? So if they're in a holding pattern or whatever that is, um, and they have that town ability and desire to do it. Yeah. I, I, am wide open to using them, but it's a feel what, what's enough, what's too much. Um, you know, it, you, you, you kind of have to feel it out so that you're not, you know, uh, not overexposing that and, and the What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Then it, then it becomes something that the, the, the NXT brand is not, you know, um, you, you want to have the right blend. And I think that's a, just a constant feel out process. And as, as far as like going forward, I mean, would you, you know, like you said that breeze is like now full time. I mean, is there, is there like some type of a thing of, of how long you would want people in NXT or is there like now an idea that guys could be in NXT for a career? You know, if you know what I'm saying? Or maybe five years, whereas before it was always like, well, you know, maybe two years, three years, and then they should go to the main roster just because that's, you know, it's time at that point. Yeah, I think that they're all options 
I think, especially as we move forward in time, NXT, NXT UK, as we continue to grow and develop other entities like that, the opportunity for talent to, you know, and and I, I don't want this to sound like it's a negative, the, the opportunity for talent to not go to Raw or SmackDown and still have a very meaningful career within that system, very meaningful, very lucrative, very everything uh, career within that system um, and be handled in a professional way with, you know, proper everything, then, then that is a very real uh, thought and possibility. And I think that um, as we go forward, the ability for talent to, to morph in and out of that, to, you know, go to Raw, go to SmackDown, come back to NXT, move here, move there. I think that just adds longevity to everyone. And our next, and our next question comes from Jim Versalone with Miami Herald. Please go ahead. Hey, Jim. Yeah, thanks. Hey, what was the decision? Because you've had so many takeovers in all these big cities. Just what was the process, the thought process for the 25th event in Bridgeport? Well, so ironically, we were originally scheduled um, and we had it uh, slated in to go to San Jose. And um, we were going to go there in the building that we first, it wasn't a takeover. It wasn't actually even televised. It was kind of like the first big event that we did outside of Florida and, and in a big event way where it was WrestleMania weekend and last minute, you know, it was like, Hey, let's, let's see what we can do with an NXT event. And it, and it, uh, did was incredible. And the, the whole thing was incredible. It, it was really this, uh, paradigm shift moment, I think for the brand. And, um, we were going to go back there. That was the original plan, the original thought. It was a standalone, and and we were going there. And that shifted. The the uh, pay-per-view in that touring route shifted. The um, Super Showdown event shifted. Like So everything kind of moved, and I've said it before on here, like those are dominoes, right? So one, one falls, they all kind of topple over. So it became... Uh, it, it, it just became impossible for us to do the San Jose event. And we very quickly started to work uh, to find another venue that was right and meaningful. And I've been trying to do something in Connecticut for a long period of time with the brand because it is our, our home. And I get asked about it all the time. You know, God, you guys are in Connecticut. Why don't you do a takeover or, or an NXT event in Connecticut? And it was one of the buildings that came up. You know, and on a short notice, it was one of the buildings that came up as an offer, and and uh, it was it was a great opportunity, and the timing was right, so we took it. You know, it, it was as simple as that. But I'm I'm excited to be there, um, and excited to put on an event in in Connecticut, and and uh, they're going to get something spectacular, for sure. And then on your pre-show panel, where there'll be any NXT superstars, past or present, and or WWE legends involved in the pre-show panel. Uh, we're still working through that, so uh, yeah, we we, ha- we have a few different uh, do th- few different things in the bucket, but uh, you'll have to wait and see. Our next question comes from Nick Hosman with Wrestling Inc. Please go ahead. Hi, Paul. Hey, Nick. Thanks so much for taking the time today. Good to sure. see you or good to talk to you. Um, yeah. There's a couple titles right now on uh, Raw and SmackDown that have been alluded to that they could be defended in NXT as well. Uh, I was just wondering if you think there's a chance we see the 24-7 championship or the women's tag titles 
uh, in NXT anytime soon. Uh, it's definitely a possibility on both. I, you know, the, the ability is there on both. Um, it was um, when Sasha and Bailey were the uh, first had the tag team championships. They came down there one time and and um, just just were in the ring and, and uh, talked about it. But um, it's definitely something I would love to have. It, it really just comes down to scheduling. You know, right now. Um, you know, everybody's pretty busy. So trying to match the schedules up and get everybody where they need to be sometimes um, is, is the biggest problem, but uh, who knows? Uh, you could, you could see any of them at any time. Uh, cool. Uh, and then um, my last question here, I guess I'll go with, uh, are there any updates regarding how NXT could be used uh, by Fox when you guys make the big leap here in October? I mean, we're, we're, we're looking at everything. Um, again, you know, there's a lot of interest in NXT as a brand. Um, you know, it's also very valuable to us on the network. So uh, that's being vetted through here on every level um, to see what the best the best outcome of all of that is. So you know, we'll get we'll get there. It's a, everybody's going to have to wait and see. As will I. And our next question comes from Sean Ross Sapp with Fightful. Please go ahead. Hey, Paul. Thank you a lot. Hey, Sean. Uh, we, we've seen people like Nikki Cross with her vlogs and Stokely Hathaway with his CD player saga out there creating the, their own kinds of content. How familiar are you and management with some of this stuff and, and your thoughts on these these talents stepping out and doing that? I think it's great. Um, I think that anytime talent can step out there and help to build their brand, build themselves, their characters, uh, the things that they're doing, you know, the, the one thing about, uh, social media and everything is a, a clearly a very double-edged sword and you, right. So you, you have to be careful with what you put out there and the things that you do, but it's a great opportunity for all of them. It's something that we're encouraging. It's something that we are trying to actually work with them at the performance center on, on how to become sort of their own content creator, their own brand ambassador. It's easy to do now, you know, and, and um, t- technology wise, it's, it's uh, to be able to get out there and do your own stuff. So it's exciting time for them. Um, as far as our ability to see all of it, obviously we have a large team that, that is in charge of that. And it, we have a billion social media followers. Um, we have a lot of talent with, with big accounts. It's, it's hard for me personally to, to keep track, honestly, of everything that everybody does and, and, and everything in between. So, uh, but we have a large team here that, that deals with that and with social media and uh, they're all over it. So it's exciting time for talent to be able to not only, um, you know, I, I would use it as the example of the, the, even just with the 24 seven title of, um, of Drake Maverick making the wanted posters Literally, that, that was like the, he just did something funny on his own and had these wanted posters and started sticking them up backstage. And it was funny. And like, we're all like, this is great. And, and they, you know, we put it into the show and, and made it a part of that um, because of because of his creativity on, on that side. So it's an exciting time for talent to be able to help themselves to a, a better position, a better place and build their own brands. Also, you guys have a lot. Okay, of- we'll do Go ahead. Um, sorry, you all have a lot of. No, go uh, ahead. 
UFC veterans on on the NXT roster in particular, including a guy like Matt Riddle, who uh, left the UFC on a winning streak. It's not really a secret that the UFC comes calling for people like that sometimes, even when they had maybe a a frayed relationship towards the end. Uh, How do you look at handling that? If Matt Riddle got like a giant money offer to to fight in the UFC and represent the NXT brand or WWE, how, how would you feel about that? We'd obviously talk to Matt about it and and see what the opportunity was and is it something that we would like to do? Is it something that he would like to do? We'd ha- we'd have that conversation, you know. Um, there's no there's no set in stone template on how you how you deal with any of this stuff. We have talent within the system all the time that get offers to do very a, a lot of things, um, even internationally. You know, we have uh, talent from India that is. Uh, you know, it's a, a, a hard to understand here, but he, he's like a movie and television star in India. And, and uh, but his dream is to be a WWE superstar. And he's in NXT now. And, and uh, but, you know, we, we uh, every now and then he gets a huge gig comes up and he goes home for a little bit and stars in a movie or does, you know, whatever part he's doing or a television show. And then, uh, can you know, tries to continue to stay in shape, do everything he can do while he's there and then comes back and gets back into his training and if the opportunity is there and it's the right thing and it's something they want to do, we talk to them about it, you know, and we move from there. So, um, you know, you bring up Matt Riddle. I mean, just one of my favorite talents out there right now, just, just brings an intensity and a, and a dynamic that very few people bring to the ring. I think the the question would be if, if an offer came, is, is it something that he would even be interested in doing? Cause I think he's having the time of his life um, doing what he's doing. And I don't know that I don't, and he might, but I don't know that he would want to take a, a a moment out to train differently and 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 do something different. Uh, but you know, he 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 loves what he does, and it shows for sure because he's one of the best in the world. Thank you so much. All right, we'll do two more outlets, two, two more outlets, and then we'll wrap. Okay, and we have Alex McCarthy with Talksport. Hey, Alex. Uh, Hi, Paul. Thanks for talking to us today, bud. Um, it, it just seems that with the WWE at the moment, you, you have a ton of writers and producers on the main roster. I'm just curious on how you put together these takeover shows. Like, is it a case of you, Shawn Michaels, and a few others kind of come together and, and put things together you know, with a huge show like Takeover 25? Is it a case of less is more in that department sometimes? Well, you know... A little bit, um, you know, obviously different brand feel, everything else. But the truth is, when you talk about the writers produce all the stuff, a lot, of, a lot of that comes down to, you know, for Raw or for SmackDown being a three-hour, two-hour show versus what NXT is. Um, the, you know, when when you get into the takeovers, the the simplicity that I, I don't want to to undersell it but the simplicity of what we do is is them in the ring letting them do what they do at this point it's this is the the culmination this is the epic fight scene in the movie right but the the writing and the and the the build of the characters and everything else that goes into making that epic fight scene mean something is what takes place prior to that and those are the one hour shows um so it's a bit different. There, there's a, but there's a team, and there's a team that, yep, I'm part of that. Sean is a part of that. Uh, you know, there's, there's various people as a part of that team, and we all contribute together and work with talent and, and hopefully put out the best product we can. 
and I feel like um, I have to ask you about NXT UK TakeOver. Um, I, I know we spoke briefly for WrestleMania. You said there would be an announcement uh, incoming. Uh, we've got you guys downloading in a couple of weeks, which I'll be there for. It, can we expect something close to that? Or yeah, what, what's the kind of timetable we're looking at, roughly? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we're going to be able to, to, to put out something soon on that. We're just trying to finalize some things. As I said, even for... You know, this this uh, in the U.S., things shift and change. And when one piece moves, the dominoes fall and it, and it kind of changes things. So um, as as things as the dominoes fell, it shifted down the line. But hopefully we'll have an announcement here soon. And our last question is from Connor Casey with comicbook.com. Please go ahead. Hey, Connor. Hey, Paul. Time. Appreciate it. Um, you mentioned earlier about how the uh, San Jose event fell through because of scheduling. Um, is there, has there been any conversation about possibly bringing a different uh, takeover standalone event to that venue in the future? Oh yeah, it's that we've uh, tried to try to put out there that uh, it's not something that we just said. Oh well, it didn't work out. Too bad for you guys. And we're, you know we're going to try to find the right place in the right time to do something again there. Um, you know, that it's, it's a, it's, that's a, a, a great venue and I love it and it's meaningful to us. And so we'll definitely look to doing something there as far as the time frame on that. I, at this point, I couldn't even begin to guess on it, but it's definitely in the, in the, on the radar. Awesome. And last thing, um, are there any challenges with promoting and running a standalone event like this where you don't have the main roster crew getting ready for a show the next day or so? Well, I mean, it, it's certainly in an area where you have a couple of epic events coming in and, and a, a Raw and SmackDown pay-per-view coming in that is getting massive media and massive traffic and massive everything else that, that, that level of attention at certainly adds to us and certainly adds to, to how we can do business, but it's, um, you know, the, the brand, I believe NXT over the course of, you know, this is 25. So over the course of these 25 shows has built a reputation, has built brand equity and among itself, of what we are and what we will deliver and an expectation. And I believe that fans are aware of that and um, are excited to come to that. So to me, um, while yes, there are challenges there because it's, you, you know, you're not drafting off of something else. Um, it's, it's definitely uh, doable and uh, the excitement level is there. And uh, you know, this, Saturday night at, at Webster Bank Arena, it'll be no different. You know, Bridgeport will light up. Um, we will put on a spectacular show, and we'll draw fans from all over the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, uh, Massachusetts, and and everywhere in between. So, um, although I don't believe I left any room for an in between there, I think I said most of the states in that region. But um, anyway, uh, you know, I, I think it, it stands. The brand is enough to stand on its own. And I guess that really should be the statement because um, we're going to do that exactly this weekend. Uh, we're going to take over, but we're standing on our own to do it. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.